intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. She bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Steps into it. Pass is Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. And frankly, guys, I don't even know what episode we're at anymore. I've lost track. I'm so I'm so confused on which episode I'm posting when that this episode, I don't know what it is. So anyways, um, I'm very happy to be doing an episode about baseball because it has been, it's been months since I did an episode on baseball. I think the only one I've done was on Pete Rose. So... That was a while ago. So now we're doing one on MLB predictions for this upcoming season. This will be a, I think, a three or four part series um, going through. And the reason why I say three or four and not like like six or seven is because we're going to pair. So we're going to do NL East and AL East at the same time because those are the only teams these teams are playing. So it makes sense to compare them at the same time. Then we'll do Central and then we'll do West. And then uh, we might do a playoff predictions um We'll see about that one, but we'll do, we're, we're going to do, uh, we're, we're going to today, we're going to do the NL East and the AL East, um, kind of predictions for this upcoming season, a 60 game season. So it's, it's fairly short. Um, and, and, you know, the only other teams that AL East is going to play is the NL East, um, and, and vice versa. So that's why we're pairing them together that way. Joining us today. Um, is is my cousin and the writer of his own sports blog, which I will link in the description below, Boston Sports Mania. He has an Instagram account. He's all over, basically everywhere, is my cousin, Andrew Roberts. Andrew, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so let, let's jump right into it because, you know, we don't have that much time for each team. Um, so let's jump right into it. And, uh, and I think I think it would be, it'd be, it'd be fair and it would be great to start with the team that probably deserves it the most, uh, from the NL East, the Nationals, our 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 world, our 2019 World Series champions. I think it's only fair to start there. Um, yeah. And and just going back from last season, what an incredible World Series they played. Um, you know, they were no one's favorite really going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Yankees kind of made up that bunch. Um, but the Nationals played super super well. Obviously, Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer are two elite pitchers in the MLB. Um, I can't say enough about them. Their core is incredible. Um, and, and, and they, they were just, they were on fire in the world series and, and that's why they won and deservedly so over the Houston Astros who, who cheated. So I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not big fans of them. Um, so Andrew over this off season, the, obviously the nationals lost a, cu- a couple, you know, players. Um, but how do you see that going into this season? How do you see that affecting them, um, going to this next season? Yeah. I think they're definitely going to be competitive, but you have to point out that they're in a tough division because right. the Atlanta Braves, they, um, they've upgraded. Um, and then also the Mets could be competitive. So, right. um, and obviously the Phillies have Bryce Harper in their division yeah. this time around, but I definitely think they'll be competitive. Yeah. You know, my thing is, is with the shortened season with only 60 games, I feel like that's going to give pitchers a huge advantage because oftentimes, you know, pitchers have to be in it for the, you know, 160 game, you know, 162 game season, right? And they have to be ready for, for all those starts. And they have to be able to make it from opening day to to at least the last game of the season. Um, and that doesn't even include playoffs. 
So what I think we're going to see this season is a lot more pitchers being a lot more aggressive in terms of how fast they're throwing. Um, just because I feel like they can, they can, they don't have to, they don't have those long stretches anymore. There's only 60 games. It's, it's less than, you know, it's, 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 I mean, there's, they're not playing a hundred games basically. So I think that we're going to see a lot more aggressive pitching uh, in terms of, in terms of stuff like that. Um, so I think that actually really benefits the Nationals because they have two of the most elite pitchers in the MLB yeah. and who I would consider the best pitcher in the MLB, Max Scherzer. Um, so I think that that's really going to benefit them. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I mean, this is the rotation that really carried them to the World Series. Right. And I think like they sometimes do in the postseason, we could see teams run with four-man or even three-man rotations. Right. If they have some really good players at the top of the rotation right. or lack the guys at the bottom. I think the Nationals are a little bit of both because mm-hmm. they have two really good starters and two pretty solid ones in Patrick Corbin and Anibal Sanchez, but right. then they left that fifth starter that would fill out the rotation. Right. They might want to use Scherzer and Strasburg more. Right. So I think that, you know, obviously the NL East is probably one of the most competitive divisions. Um, so, you know, I mean, I realistically I could see the Nationals, the Braves – um, I think those are the two top teams going into the end of the, this season. I, I, I disagree with Andrew a little bit. I think the Nationals are going to end up on top just because of, of Scherzer and, and Strasburg. Um, mostly, not not 100%, but mostly. Um, but let's move on to the Braves a bit because they're a really, really good team. Um, and, and, and I think that they're also a very interesting team and they're definitely going to be competitive in this upcoming yeah. season. They were my pick last year for the World Series. And right. I think still going to be very competitive this year yeah i mean obviously you know they're just they're a, they're a nice well-rounded team um they got a couple of young studs on that team as well um you know they this this season yeah. they kind of need to put it together though like i feel like they have all the parts they've had a couple of years to kind of get used to the system and, and you know gm manager on all that stuff so i think that this year is a put together year for the braves um and in kind of a test and to see whether they can i think they will be able to um, but it's going to be really competitive between the Nationals and the Braves. I think, you know, I think that's, I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, I think those teams probably, you know, probably 45 wins, maybe more. Um, again, yeah. it's difficult to gauge how many wins because there's only 60 games to play with. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, I think they could each win 50. It's possible. Um, but I see probably 45 yeah. is probably a great number for those two teams. Yeah. Um, I, I expect to be really competitive, um, but it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an yeah. interesting season. Considering like the ups and downs of the baseball season, I do right. think um, like close to 40 would be more realistic for the Braves and Nationals. Um, right. And that would be a very good record. That would absolutely put them towards the top of their division. And right. the other thing we could see in tougher divisions, because they're playing the divisional team so much, we could see those teams struggle to compete with the other top teams that right. are dominating their division. Right. Like the Braves and Nationals are going to play each other a lot this season. Right. That could take a toll on both of their records. I have the Braves. Records and rosters, right, in terms of in terms of how grueling those games end up being. Um, yeah. But let's look at, let's go to the Mets because I think that the Mets are a team with, with potential. Um, but they really kind of never put it together. Obviously, last season they started off the season with a great win streak. Um and then on, you know, it kind of fell apart a little bit um, mid-season, as it often does for the for the Mets. They have that great. They have um, who's who's their great pitcher? It starts from the S. Um, yeah, 
um, Syndergaard. Syndergaard, he, yeah, he he's incredible. John surgery. This um, oh, so is he not playing this season? I didn't see that. Yeah, but they okay. do have a lot of other pitchers. Right. There. They, they, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets are the Mets are a good team. Um, and and it, the, the the struggle for them, I see it. Is they're an incredibly tough division, and and how they kind of deal with that is going to be key because the 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 Braves and the Nationals are going to give them a lot of tough games. I think the Phillies will be able to give them some tough games too. Yeah. Um, so and and obviously the AL East is an incredible. I I would say is one of the other tougher divisions in the MLB. So so yeah, the Met the Mets have, the Mets are you know they're going to have a lot of competitive games versus the Braves, the Nationals, and the Phillies are going to give them some tough games. I think so. And obviously the AL East is an incredibly tough division. So I think that I don't know if the Mets are there this season. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's difficult for me to to. I don't know. It's difficult for me to to kind of under like figure out where the Mets are going to be. What about you? What yeah. do you think? I think they'll absolutely be third place in that division behind the Braves and Nationals. I don't see them competing with the Braves and Nationals at the top, but I don't see them falling any lower than that. You don't think? I, I think the Phillies will be better than them. I think the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, I I'm think. Not, go I'm ahead. Not 100% sure there, but um, I do feel like. They really um, proved something like towards the tail end of last season, they were starting to get back into it. They for Stroman at the trade deadline. Right. And they obviously have some big hitters in their lineup, between Pete Alonso, who was a rookie last year, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto. They have a right. lot of um, I do think they'll be very good this year, but it's going to be tough to – compete with the top teams in the league when you have the Braves and Nationals in, in your division. Right. I mean, I think the Mets are in kind of a transition year anyways, so I'm not I'm not I'm not too excited about the Mets this upcoming season, but I guess that's okay because it's only a 60 game season. Um but let's talk about the Phillies a little bit because you know obviously Bryce Harper left the Nationals to go to the Phillies last season and then the Nationals won a World Series. So you know go figure how that worked out. Um, I, I mean, I think the Phillies are a good team, but I definitely see them as, as kind of that sec, the second tier in that in that division, you know. So behind the Nationals and Braves, right? So I don't I don't know where the Phillies like stack up this season. I think that the Mets and the Phillies will probably be because the division they're playing is so tough, and because their division itself is tough. I think those teams are probably going to be twenty to twenty five to thirty win teams, maybe twenty yeah, to thirty win I, teams. I agree. I think the Mets could win a little bit more than that, possibly get up to 35. But I think um, Philadelphia is going to be more of a 25 to 30 win season. Right. I mean, they haven't really been able to have much success the last couple of years, even mm. despite the big names. And I don't see any of that. Right. Well, their pitching is an issue, I feel. Yeah. And and they, they haven't really done anything to address that. So my concern is that in, in a season like this, I feel like pitching is going to be much more important and it's going to be crucial. I feel like, because like, I mean, yeah, I agree. I just feel like, every, cause every inning counts a little bit more like in, in terms of the overall like win loss. Right. And, and so having like star pitchers who can, you know, go six, seven innings, is is gonna be important. Like I mean, it's always important, but I feel like this season it might be elevated. Um, so 
I th- that's why I see the Phillies as as the third or fourth team in that division. I I mean I feel like you yeah. could flip flop them in the Mets and it do- it wouldn't really yeah. matter. Um, the Braves, Nationals, Mets—they all have that pitching. The Phillies aren't quite there. Maybe Aaron Nola has a bounce back season, but other than right. that, the rotation's kind of weak. And then the lineup um, does have some holes as well. They lost. Um, right, Bryce Harper like, can't play every position. Yeah, <laughs> and Bryce Harper, like even though he's a big name, he hasn't necessarily been living up to the hype. Yeah, last season was not a a, a superb season for him. It was, it was a good season, don't get me wrong, but. Um, not not what he's yeah. been used to. Um, let's move on to the final team in that division, the Marlins. Um, you know, I mean, what is there to say about the Marlins? I mean, they're just such a bad team, and they don't want to get back. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, the Marlins are obviously the fifth out of five teams in that division. Ever um, since Derek Jeter took over, it's like all the players got traded away and they just tore everything. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the Marlins are definitely in a in a deep rebuild. Um I think this season's kind of a throwaway season. I, it was going to be a throwaway season for them anyways, whether it was 180 162 games or 60 games, I think it's a throwaway season. Um but I think maybe this bodes well for the Marlins in in a couple ways. A, it's a shorter season, so you're going to have less injury risk um for a lot of players. So I think that's definitely yeah. a bonus, I um, and I feel like you this season you can also test out a lot of things. Um, you're gonna have that ample opportunity to test out a lot of things. So I think that the Marlins will, I, they should take advantage of that and kind of play around with things because it's clear they're not winning the division or making the playoffs. Um, but the Marlins have been so bad for so long; they really got to get their 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 act figured out. I, I have yeah. to say. I mean, they do have some young talent there that could improve this year. Brian Anderson, the third mm-hmm. baseman. They also have um, veteran outfielder Corey Dickerson. He might play DH with the Universal DH this year. We'll right, and and I think that that I think that that's going to be interesting. Um, the Universal DH, obviously, because NL teams don't play, you know, Universal yeah. DH. So I think that I mean I don't know. I always love watching pitchers hit. I think that that's one of yeah. the most unique things in the MLB. Um, but I, I think we might see a transition towards a DH league. Um, yeah, because, I, and, and the reason why I say that is because rule sets for one league. Right. And well, and the reason why I say that is because baseball is, is trying to compete with sports like basketball and, uh, and hockey in terms of home runs. Right. Yeah. And, and, and big hits attracts. And that's what attracts younger younger fans, younger generation, because the MLB has had a huge problem with that um, for a long time. Personally, for me, um, I actually would rather – I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching home runs. I love watching blasts. But I also love watching a great pitching duel where both sides give up nothing. Um yeah, Scherzer and Degrom going at it. Right, so so that's kind of why I I'm I'm against the juicing of the balls, which you know obviously has happened 100. Yeah. Um, totally. and and that's why I I, I just don't I, I mean the DH I don't know what to think about it because I feel like the DH also makes the sport a little bit less athletic as well because, oh, yeah. because. I mean the guy doesn't have to do anything he just has to hit so I, I mean I don't know how I feel I mean about universal GH versus, you know, and all that type of stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just, uh, we, uh, the MLB's trying to be something that it can't be. And, yeah. and I think that that's a the problem. They're trying to find their identity and 
And I think people are just, I don't know. I mean, people aren't going to like a sport, you know, if you change everything. I don't know. That's just how yeah. I feel. But let's move That's on. So I can't see them right. competing in that division. I think they're a yeah. 15 to 21 team. Yeah, I, I think they might even win maybe less than 15. They could win like 13 or 14. Because, um, I mean, I mean the, uh, they'll beat the Orioles and maybe the Blue, Jay, Blue yeah, Jays. They are better than Baltimore. For sure. um, but let's move on to the AL East and let's talk about Baltimore because – they, I mean, when we when we talk about the Marlins, the Marlins are terrible, but Baltimore somehow is worse, which doesn't even seem possible. But they are. <laughs> I don't know what to say about the whole tier of teams in the league that just isn't really competitive right now. And right. Baltimore, and Miami for the East are the two teams that. Right. I, I and I think the problem with Baltimore. I mean, obviously their owner isn't a great owner. Um. Uh, he since he took over, the team has been losing forever. Um. But recently, they've just been horrible, um, and that and that's largely due to like some of the losses they've had on the team. Yeah, I mean they've like Adam Jones got old, he left, right? Um, and they had yeah their whole core from the previous era with like Jonathan Shope, JJ Hardy, all right. of them got old or left somewhere in free agency. Yeah, yeah. I mean they just they've they've had a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. you know. Chris, and then Chris just, Davis, who's still there, is not doing anything. Right. Chris Davis has been kind of – I mean, it's so hard to tell. Like, eh, not hard to tell, but it's so – like, like it's it's frustrating because I, Chris Davis, I mean, was a good player. Yeah. And, and obviously, we I mean, you know, the Orioles were – you know, I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible signing. I mean, they definitely signed him for too much and too long. Agreed. But no one thought that he was going to be this god-awful. Like, he literally was the worst yeah, player. Yeah, for, right, the like, first what forty hit forty yeah, at bats. Forty at bats. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think the Baltimore Orioles have got their share of bad luck, bad trades, and kind of in the middle of a rebuild, kind of all at the same time, which is like formed yeah. a perfect storm of complete garbage. Yeah. Like, because there's no other way to describe it. Like, I mean, they just and, and it's not like Baltimore can really attract any. I mean. Baltimore is a decently big market, so you'd think that they, you know, would be a little bit better than they are. But because in terms of in terms of money available, yeah, they have, you have the Ravens who are dominating football right now. Right. And Orioles are the complete opposite. Right. They've been dominating the loss column. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So I mean, the Orioles, nothing's going to change the season. Um, yeah. You get. I mean. I say thirteen wins, baby. Right for the Balt for the for the Baltimore fans out there, you got to give it a couple years because yeah. the contracts that they have, even if they sign some great, they can't sign some great young talents because yeah. they don't have the money. They did get two first overall picks in a row, so hopefully a few years down the road. Right. I I mean coming. this season again, same as Marlins for me. I think I see it as a throwaway season, um, and just. Kind of, the Orioles are just trying to get through it, man. They're just going to try to get through Go these sixty the games. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Let's move on to the to the second worst team in the division, which I see as the Blue Jays, because I don't know. They've just they've fallen behind. You know, the Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees. Um, yeah, I think this year they are going to improve, though, because I, yeah, I agree. A lot of young talent there. I see. I see improvement in the Blue Jays. Last season was disappointing. Um, I mean, I get, I see them kind of as a Phillies 
Uh, maybe a little worse Mets. I mean, I think they're a 20. Yeah, right the I think they're a low 20 win team. Maybe their cap is like 27. Like the, their their highest win, their ceiling is like 27, 28. 27 or 28. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think the the Blue Jays are kind of on their upswing of their rebuild. They're kind of they're kind yeah. of they're putting their core together, and and yeah. next year or the year after they'll be they'll be more set to go. But this mm-hmm. season, with how short it is, they just they're not there. I mean, maybe I, I feel like a Blue Jays team this season will be better later on in the season after the core kind of yeah. kind of grows. Like, um, this season is going to just be kind of a development season. I think right. we're just going to kind of see how it goes with all the young guys like mm-hmm. Vigio and Guerrero and Bichette. They're all going to get their chance to play. Right. I mean, I, I agree. Um, I, don't, um, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. They did sign. An ace, though. They got Hyunjin Ryu from the Dodgers. Yeah, he's actually a stud. Um, I mean, you know, and I think that that will contribute a lot to Blue Jays' success this year and in the years forward. I mean, I think they're going to be competitive yeah, they soon. They that number one guy. And right. They're going to be competitive soon. I just don't think this year is their year. But let's yeah. move on to, to, to the Red Sox because I actually think the Red Sox are the third best team in the division. Yeah. I think – I think the Rays think, and the Yankees beat him out this season. I totally agree. Um, without Mookie and um, without Price and Sales and Sales recovering from right. surgery, I could even if the Blue Jays have an impressive season, see the Blue Jays surpassing. Right, and 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 a lot of people, you know, I might get some flag for this, but I think that the Mookie Betts trade kind of it needed to happen. And and I, I'm not saying I didn't love Mookie Betts because I did, but. His, uh, you know, his salary cap was, or his salary was through the roof, a. Eh? But he did. It I mean, would have been even more. Right, and it would have been even more. And and David Price was nothing. Like I, he, I don't know. I saw him as a weak, weak two sec, like second starter. Um, and yeah. we we're paying him too much to be to be the. I mean, he had he had his moments. He right, had, and, he, and and he right, but we were paying him too much to be the third guy in the rotation. Yeah. Um, we have Eduardo Rodriguez who can step up and be that second guy. He'll right. be the first guy this year because Sam's right. out. I am a bit worried about that rotation, especially the depth. Um, well, I, I see, I, I see problems with the depth because I, I, I think Rodriguez, Eovaldi, and Porcello are a nice. Well, Porcello's gone. Oh, he's oh, right. That's I forgot. Yeah. So beyond Eovaldi and 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 Rodriguez. The 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 Red Sox have some problems. They've also lost some some good, um, you know, relief pitchers. Yeah, um, I think they still have one of the best lineups in the league, but then the rotation is just going to hold them. Yeah, the rotation has them from contending in any capacity. Right, and that and that's the problem because the Red Sox rotation was god awful last year. Um, and without Sale, um, Price. A decent, you know, relief rotation. Yeah, there's I mean, gonna Brandon Workman in the back end. Yeah, the, well, also the, we need you no. Know, the Red Sox need a closer as well, and I think yeah. that that's. I think Workman can kind of fill that role, but then right. aside from him, there's not many late inning relief guys. Right. I mean, I'm not. I, I Brian Johnson. I don't trust with a ball ever. I mean, he's he's yeah. a horrible. So. Yeah, I don't know. I I think a lot of high scoring games for the Red Sox this season. Again, I mean they still have some great. I mean Bogarts and and Nunez and Devers. Or yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Nunez, Devers, um, Moreland, 
uh, Ben and Tendi. I think Ben and Tendi yeah, will have Alex Verdugo, right, Alex, and great. and I and think JD that still right, and JD. So I think that Ben and Tendi will have a rebound season at at bat because I think that he had kind of a lackluster season last season. I think he'll, I think he'll do better. Um, guys in that lineup right. I, I think I, again, I see a lot of high-scoring games, a, a lot of high-scoring games for the Sox this season, which I think a decent amount of them they'll be able to win just because of who they have in at bat. Um, yeah. But I could see anywhere between like 25, 30, maybe thirty-five. I think between twenty-five and thirty-five. Yeah, twenty-five and thirty. Thirty-five. Yeah, maybe. maybe I think they'll probably yeah, finish be average to slightly below. Right, they'll be like I think they'll get thirty-one wins and just be right above five hundred. Yeah, um, I have them at twenty-five, but I could see them doing better than that. Right, maybe twenty-eight or twenty-nine, even thirty. Right. Let's move on to the Rays because I think the Rays will be a wild card A and B will finish with probably I think they'll get. They're like high thirties, low forties wins this season. I, I see because I think they're a really, really solid team. Um, they're a young team, and and they've just put a nice lineup together over the past couple of years. They were competitive last season. And they'll be even more competitive this season. And with the Yankees being, you know, obviously this whole cheating scandal with the Astros, and now the Yankees might be implicated into it. Um, there's definitely going to be some anti-Yankee hate, which I think yeah. might help. Might help the Rays, um, so I think that I think that the Rays will be a great team this season. They'll be fun to watch as well, which is always nice to see. Um, yeah. a- Andrew, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I do think that the rotation um, is very top heavy, and that'll help them this season. They have Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow's recovered from his injuries, mm-hmm. and um, Charlie Morton, and they also yep. have good guys in the lineup, Austin Meadows. Uh, but they did trade away this offseason one of their top guys in that lineup, Tommy Pham. And I think that trade and kind of the lack of big bats that are left in the lineup could hold them back a bit. Mm-hmm. And you would think that as the second best team in the division, when you're playing your division so much, you'd be easily a wild card. But head to head, I think if, if you're looking at the NL East matchups, I think the Braves and Nationals could easily beat Tampa. And then. There's teams like the Mets who could even compete with them. So I see somewhere between maybe mid thirties to um, mid to high thirties. I, I, I was a little generous with my with my analysis with the Rays, yeah. but I really do like the Rays as a team, um, and I think and I, I think they'll be good I, for sure. I think they'll be good this year, but I think next year, especially with an next extended season, put it together, add some depth. Right. Um, yeah. But this year, um, this year's kind of. Like getting a little bit closer, and right, uh, yeah, I see them right around thirty-five. Yeah, let's move on to the Yankees, who I, I predict will probably be the first team in the division. Um, there, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not much, not much to say. I mean, the Yankees pay their players so much; they have so much like money to play with that they can sign, you know, a lot of talent. Which, you know, I mean, that's great for them. Um, you know, I don't really have. I mean, it's see the problem with the Yankees is they've been they've had great regular seasons for the past I think like three years, um, but playoff but playoffs they have not been able to put it yeah. together. They did add one very key piece this offseason. They signed Garrett Cole. Right, he can really be that true ace for the Yankees. That'll really help them this season. And right. in the postseason, having that ace can be very helpful. He was on the Astros. 
led them to their World Series. Right. And yeah. I mean, other, um, uh, well, the problem for the Yankees in the past couple of years in the playoffs has really been injuries. And I think that this season, yeah. I mean. If, if they can stay healthy, I think they can. If they can stay healthy, I think they can win. I think they can win the whole thing. But the issue is if, you know, obviously how players will react to the Astros is going to be extremely negative. I think a lot of Astros players are going to get hit this season. Um, and this season and next the Astros be the same old Astros. They might regress a bit. Right. Um, and and the Yankees, I mean, I don't know how much players feel like they're implicated in this, but I guess we'll see that by how many times they get hit as well. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm not advocating for any pitchers to go and hit, but I, ju- yeah. I hit a player, but I, I just I see it happening. Right. Um, so uh, that could be an injury issue for the Yankees if if they're getting hit quite a bit. I mean, those those can hurt, you know. So, um, I mean, I think they'll finish first. I think they'll. I think they'll. I think they're a 45 win team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think especially I, as the clear best team in their division, whereas the Nationals and Braves are duking it out. Right. Them. I think I think the the Yanks could win like 48, maybe. Yeah. Um, at most. I 44. Right, you know, I mean, they're they're gonna they're the clear cut best team in the division. Um, I expect them to make the playoffs wholeheartedly. Um, so uh, you know, I'm not too concerned. Um, and 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 you know, I I think it'll be a great season for for the East. Like the, I the, I think a lot of teams in the AL East and the NL East are competitive. I mean, I think you have like three really good teams, and I think you have kind of three second tier teams, one third tier team. And two fourth tier yeah. teams and and or, or two two fifth tier teams. And, you yeah. know, so I think the Yankees, Braves, and Nationals absolutely make the playoffs. And then the Rays and Mets could also be competitive. Maybe just maybe someone like the Phillies or Red Sox or even the Blue Jays would make a run. Right. And then I think most likely yeah. it's, if anyone else makes a run besides those top three, it would be the Rays or Mets. Right. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, you know, and, and so we're going to do central next, right? We're going to, we're going to go east, central, yeah, west. So, okay. Um, so look, look forward to that video, which will probably come out pretty soon after this one. Um, and, and, you know, thank you all for listening. Thank you for Andrew for doing this uh, podcast. A lot of fun. Yeah, and no problem. He'll be Thanks on, an, he'll be on the next one discussing the central teams. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, and, and, you know, go Red Sox, <laughs> you know, I mean, Red Sox. I don't know. I don't know how well they're gonna do the season, but I'm gonna root for them. I'm gonna watch them. Yeah, gonna watch them anyways. Yeah, gonna watch them anyways because bad baseball would be better than no baseball. Yes, well, and I don't think they'll be that bad. I think they'll be. I, I think yeah. it'll be entertaining. Um, yeah. So, yep, that's all I gotta say. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. I'm Michael Filipkowski, and you know, you'll hear me in the next one.